Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, Force users of all ages, and welcome back to Inside the Tauntaun, a Star Wars podcast, where we get to the guts of what makes Star Wars meaningful to us. As always, I'm Dino Nicandros, and I'm joined by an intrepid cast of characters, Alyssa Simmons. As always. Daniel Dawson. <laughs> Hello there. And we are still... Still outside the Tauntaun. We don't talk about Star Wars anymore. (laughs) We don't. We're having a laughing fit. Yep. Uh, We are outside the Tauntaun and we are talking WandaVision. This is episode seven, Breaking the Fourth Wall, directed by Matt Shackman, written by Cameron Squires. And by God, we promise we're still Star Wars fans. <laughs> Wish you weren't a liar. Being, we are Marvel fans. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought they smelled bad on the outside. All right. All right. Uh, the giggles have subsided. <laughs> oh, See, sure. No fun out of my ass. From here on out. <laughs> I'll give you the giggles. <laughs> well. Well. Things things are a-happening now. Things are a-happening, and not just happening. Guys, I just, like, I mean, I know that we, again, we threw pretty much everything but the kitchen <laughs> sink at the at the wall, but, like, so many things confirmed. Right, mm-hmm. like that's that's kind of exciting. Yes, and and still the biggest questions remain mm-hmm. unanswered. Very giant, giant mysteries yet to be solved. Indeed. But uh, I dare say we should just jump right in. Dive. Yes. Dive. Same format as usual. We're going to throw everything at you. Keep up, won't you? <laughs> Will you? Won't you? Won't you? <laughs> Shouldn't we? So, the episode opens. It does. We have, we have Wanda laying in bed, disheveled, and it cuts to an interview that is very, uh, this is the theme of the episode, very modern family, mm-hmm. primarily, and then the office as well, and, yeah. and you can and, throw uh, Brooks and Wreck in there. Happy uh, endings uh, as happy well, endings. which I never watched, but same style um, for sure. You know what? Mm. Can I just very quickly... The and we're just gonna start at the very very beginning when she says, "Previously on Wandavision, um, I just noticed that like her voice sounded so tired." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I kind of mm. went back, and you could tell that like each each episode, her voice gets progressively more and more like over it. Like she starts previously on Wandavision on the first mm-hmm. episode, and now it's like. Previously on WandaVision. <laughs> well, it, it wow. fits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we are definitely, and that's kind of the theme of the, this kind of a, one of the sub-themes of this episode is just the emphasis on depression. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. Just such a, a modern, depression is not modern, but an, uh, talking about it. And, yes. And yes. experiencing so it. open about are, it, yeah. Are, are very modern concepts. Relatable. Did y'all notice the comforter that she has on has little yes. mini hexes all over it? Yes. Yep. Stop it, Marvel. Oh, Just... yes. So it cuts to an interview where she is in full Julie Bowen from from Modern, Modern Family, Family Mode. Yeah. 
just very funny and quirky and uh so then the kids run in while she's asleep and and they're like our game is freaking out and it cuts back quick cut back to <laughs> them playing on uh their Wii and their Wii controllers turn into GameCube controllers which then turn into <laughs> Atari controllers which then become Uno cards just the amount of nostalgia <laughs> for me as a gamer I was like it's oh! just so funny and and uh really well done and it it again kind of alludes to all of the uh time periods we've experienced previously and apparently uh marvel is uh fans of nintendo it seems so what what are they not telling us great (laughs) (laughs) i loved the line when she said uh to the boys like i'm just resting my eyes because that is something that my grandma used to say Uh all the time when i was little (laughs) and i thought it was the weirdest thing ever like Like, we would be at disneyland and she'd be sitting on a bench and i'd be like grandma are you sleeping and she's like no sweetie i'm just resting my eyes (laughs) not sleeping just resting my eyes eyes. Um, but but uh billy has a very interesting comment when after he says the game is freaking out he says everything is really loud yeah a pretty if you'll remember billy has inherited psychic powers so he can Mm -hmm. hear uh, theoretically he can hear people's thoughts everybody basically and so the volume's dialed up to a 10 in his head which is interesting wouldn't that be the worst it would yeah it sure would be uh so but then we cut down to a scene where uh uh, the kids are downstairs, and this is this is almost a carbon copy of the Modern Family house. Totally. I mean, it, it was really, as like all the other episodes, just really well done on set construction. And and Wanda has a line in her next interview, which kind of had me, <laughs> which just made me sad. She said, "I'm going to give myself a quarantine style staycation." Yeah. Like, ha, 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 ha. Oh, it's so current. <laughs> We've all been living that for about a year and uh We yeah. empathize. We empathize with you, Wanda. And so she pulls the covers back in bed. We find she's still wearing her Halloween costume. So Halloween was only a day ago, several <laughs> hours ago. So it gives you a, a, a rare sense of time within uh the the hex. Uh, she goes to the fridge, pulls out an almond milk and a cereal called Sugar Snaps, mm. which... Well, now, um, here's the thing. Um, pretty much, this is the... F- I, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the first time that we're seeing labels and foods and brands that are, like, of the real world. Like, we saw Florida's Orange Juice. We saw, um, uh, we saw Canada Dry... Uh, we sure, saw I hadn't been paying attention. Sanka coffee. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't pay attention to that. But yeah, so but I, it's just very interesting, interesting that, except for obviously the Westview milk, milk. Yeah, uh, but she's seemingly losing. Um, she's not focusing on keeping everything together, so everything yeah, is glitching yeah. and jumping between right. decades and time periods. And, all over and the place. what's uh, and the sugar snaps is just a great little nod to. Thanos, yes. Constantly hanging over her head. And then also, if you note on the box, there's a giant clown. That's only relevant because she turned half of the the new residents of Westview into clowns. (laughs) But as Alyssa said, everything she she notices, everything starts kind of glitching and the milk 
goes through several changes back in time, different brands of milk through the decades, and ends up in a glass milk bottle, which she she says, I'm not sure what that's about. Okay, so I had a theory about that, and because I didn't, I didn't really had it. I didn't have the theory until I watched it the second time, when I had like the full context of the episode. Because I thought, yeah, it, was, it felt like it was clearly going back in time until it was like a glass bottle. But I'm, I'm almost wondering if the first time it changes when because when when it has the missing kid on the uh, on the on the carton carton, mm-hmm. um, if it was actually pushed into the future and the missing kid was actually her kid i it could, could be i i just think like the missing kid on uh on cartons that that was more in 80s yeah it started in that's the 80s. True. 90s and that 90s. actually is very 80s. true but yeah but they don't to really your do point anymore though, to your point i think it is a foreshadowing yeah it, it's not necessarily her come. kids but it's yeah. a foreshadowing of for sure something that's about like to the kids are going missing again Uh-oh. right yeah mm-hmm. um so then we cut to the credits, full-on office-style music. Yeah, synth, little piano. Um, synth it was just, like, and... so immediate. We're like, oh, that's the office. Yeah, I love yeah. how... I mean, just very minor melodic difference, but... And so the, undeniably recognizable. The yeah. opening credits of Happy Endings is exactly like what this kind we of just visual. saw. So it's the word happy in, in like, a million Also different... interesting to note, the Russo brothers uh, were executive producers on Happy Endings. There you oh, go. Yeah. Just a fun Marvel... That is really fun. Did you catch the um, weird, like, cutout letter thing in the opening yes. credits? Spooky. Yeah, oh, there's... Which part? It's like, I know what you did last summer. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, yes, it yes. says, I know, I know what you are doing, Wanda. Ooh. So, Yikes. like, the whole theme of the this, like, really short credit sequence is Vision is nowhere to be found until mm-hmm. he's kind of sandwiched in at the very end. It's yes, created by like, Wanda. Wanda, 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 Wanda. Um, uh, Daniel, you're a big fan of the numbers, so there's a mm-hmm. license plate uh-huh. uh, with numbers 12, 28, 22, which is Stan Lee's birthday. How fucking yeah. cute is that? Which is such a great nod. Uh, there's a, a, a cl- we're closed sign, but it says, sorry, we're Wanda, which I thought is uh, <laughs> kind of a poke at her self-loathing sort of. She's closed. Um, and then I know what you're doing, Wanda, which... I kind of interpreted it as Vision's kind of, kind of his say in the in the credits of like I I know what's going on now. And oh, that's interesting. I didn't even think about Vision, but yeah, very very plausibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, people have been speculating. There's a calendar that you see very briefly, and the it says Friday the tenth is. Yeah, the tenth is circled with a heart, similar to the first episode. Man, I scoured the internet for that shit. I I just am not. I I haven't landed. Somebody on suggested yet. her parents, and I I don't remember how they knew this or how they determined that her parents were killed in uh, in the airstrike, and that was the tenth of whatever month. Hmm. I That's I couldn't find that, and I don't remember that ever. Well, being. we went from the twenty third of August. That was like the last date that we saw. To the tenth of yeah and so that i mean if if we are going off of if if the 23rd of august existed i think what what was that was that a friday or was that a thursday i can't remember but um i just remember like looking at the at the calendar and being like oh that wouldn't work it wouldn't be like the next month it would be like it could just be a a, a nod to something the epi- well i mean even just the first step the whole plot line of the first yeah. episode but... yeah true 
it might be as simple as that. Um, but then why so, not just pick the twenty third instead of the tenth? I don't know. We don't right? know. My what God, it means. I don't know. We don't know. There's gotta be something. So we are are then in Sword's temporary base after everything got ruined. Uh, they've moved eight miles outside the hex and stupid oh, Hayward. Oh, poor Hayward. He's so sad. Hayward slash Ultron. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm a conspiracy theorist. No. Yeah. Full-blown conspiracy theorist. Uh, so he's preparing his his mission, which Darcy was checking in on last time. Uh, and he's he's having his team mobilize. And you, you get the shot of the, the hex... And you, for the first time, you can really see a roof on it. Okay, so here's the thing. I like. I feel like. Remember, I was talking about that. Like, I, I either the first or the second episode. I can't remember, but uh, I was just like, what if it was like a prism instead of just yeah. like a? Yeah. And yeah. I was just like, it's it's probably an icosahedron. I think that's kind of confirmed now, sort of now. It, it could very well be. Or when she expanded the borders of it, she was also like, I don't she want them coming in from the top. As well. I gotta make so, it. I gotta mm-hmm. make it a full on. Yeah. Yeah. I coast the Um, and then we we cut to Vision waking up. He's fully reconstituted, and he's in the middle of this carnival that that Wanda oh, tran- you know, transformed really quick, all these people. I just wanted to know if you guys saw like, so when Hayward uh is standing there with the agent and they're like looking at the at the hex, um the agent says lucky for us she pumped the brakes and then hayward says yeah i feel lucky i feel very lucky and she gives him this like weird side eye do you guys remember that yeah and, yeah. and just it's it just seems like a really odd thing to say and i think i'm i'm trying to figure out whether or not the side eye is because she noticed that he said i and not we you know mm-hmm. like yeah i feel very lucky cuz she said uh Lucky for us, she pumped the brakes. And he said, yeah, I feel very lucky. As opposed to, like, yeah, we're all really lucky we didn't get sucked in. You know, so I'm just wondering if that's a if that's a very Ultron thing to say or if it's just he's just, like, a really <laughs> self-absorbed. Maybe prick. I should head the Ultron thing off at the past. I think I'm going to piss people off because he's not Ultron, guys. He's not. I, I really. We're just covering all of our bases here. We're throwing but all of be. the. Um, you know speaking of theories and who he who who he might be a a lot of people think that he could um be striker oh yes oh that's interesting mcu's william yeah because the guy who like he looks a lot like the guy he looks a lot like the guy who played him before this is yeah similar this is tricky is that uh oh um I don't know his name. From First Class, you mean, right? Yes. No, from... No, from... uh, um, from... The Wolverine standalone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So so that's Danny Houston. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. He was originally... Stryker first showed up in uh, uh, X-Men United, which is the second X-Men movie. He was played by Brian Cox, who is an amazing... If you watch Succession, you know who that is. Oh, he's fantastic. Um, But yeah, Stryker's shown up a a few different variations, but... He'd be an interesting addition to the MCU yeah. as kind of the go-to mutant hater. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of well, like that, that. That version of Stryker, I think, ended up doing most of the other films. I think, didn't he? Uh, no, Danny Houston only did the uh, the Wolverine spinoff, oh, which they kind of bleeped out of existence because I just it was finished not watching received. all of the movies, and I swear it was you're the thinking same of uh, 
I don't know the the guy's name, but the guy who plays the younger striker in like the first class. Yeah, and then he goes on to do trilogy. All the other he, yeah, he, he does okay. a few. Gotcha. Um. Anyway, the interesting thought. He could yeah. very well be striker. Uh. So Vision wakes up and he sees Darcy, who has been transformed along with everybody else, and she is now an escape artist in this carnival, <laughs> and she's just sitting there, kind of chained up. Which is, you know basically kind of what she's going to be doing for the next couple of episodes trying to escape right right and you, you get this really awkward and, and funny exchange with vision who's just, <laughs> he's he's trying to jog her memory about them meeting it's like we had we had this unspoken connection she's like oh you are a creeper <laughs> yeah she thinks he's like hitting <laughs> on her <laughs> uh so that, that that's really great and then we cut back to the house and the kids are like, have you seen dad? And Wanda gives the just the oddest response. She's like, if he doesn't want to be here, there's nothing I can do about it. Nothing I can do about it. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. They were just asking where he was. I mean, she's mm-hmm. she's now in paranoia stage. Yeah, about jumping just, to conclusions. Uh, and then Billy's like, uh, what was that? What, you know, uh, Uncle P was talking about you killing dad twice. And <laughs> we get our first big confirmation that. When Wanda says, don't listen to that man, he's not your uncle. Yeah, yep. wow. We're like, We're like okay. okay, she knows for sure. So this is not Pietro. That's not Pietro, mm-hmm. yeah. So that that basically, well, I don't know, maybe not, but I think that kills the Fox X-Men. Yeah, uh, I do too. Narrative of, you know, of of a different Pietro being brought in. Yeah. Uh, this is not Pietro. This but is... it's interesting, though, that, like, you know, seemingly the jig is up. Like, yeah. so why, I, I'm curious, we're going ahead of ourselves, but I'm wondering why he shows up later on still as P- Pietro, you know what I mean? If, well, I like, think that they, I think that it is his body. You do? Okay, that's interesting. I think it's his body, but I think that. It was yeah. changed when it was brought into the. Into the hex, yeah. I well, that's that's yeah, my I that's just... my curiosity. If it if it can be changed, then why not change it? If they know that, like, oh, this is not the Pietro. So what's the point of keeping him as this version of Pietro? Or he could be a projection of some kind. I don't. I really don't know. I mean, I, mean, I think that I, was, I have some theories think, that we'll get into later. Yeah, for yeah, sure, yeah. But. but I think that the reason that they chose to cast Evan Peters is like for exactly what what like what we're talking about right now because it yeah. like yeah. it totally threw us all off yeah. and we were it's like oh great... he's he's quicksilver in the x-men movies so like right this must be the direction that they're going but now totally. we know who's controlling him so we have it's, we have yeah. like been like like three or four times <laughs> um and wanda just has a mini meltdown kind of a laughing fit of like i have zero answers and I'm starting to believe everything is meaningless. She's saying this to her children. Yeah, right. <laughs> and they're and just like great... staring at her like. <laughs> just these blank faces. And you get a cutaway to an interview where she says, maybe I went a little too dark, but Vision <laughs> is made of vibranium. They literally have tough skin. <laughs> <laughs> well, and when she said that like everything is uh, meaningless, like, and she, I'm wondering if she feels comfortable to say that in front of the kids because she maybe even is starting to think that they don't exist or are also meaningless. I don't know. Or if it's Yeah, just, I don't think she's know, caught on to their existence yet, but it's just just part or of Or she's her... in very deep denial. Yeah, 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 yeah. Possible. Just part of her deep depression for sure. Uh and then in walks Agnes, perfectly timed, 
Mm, when the kids are asking too many questions. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I'm sorry, uh, Catherine Hahn is is uh, a treasure. Is an is an MVP, mm-hmm. an absolute of this treasure. And she's finally getting to kind of strut a little bit. And she has this great cutaway interview. So <laughs> I walked in before she literally cut her own bangs. <laughs> she has one split so hair good. away so good. from. And so Wanda <laughs> tells the kids to go with with Agnes and just to get them out of the house. And Agnes is like, I don't bite. Then another mm. cutaway. I actually did bite a kid once. <laughs> it's like, just weird. What the fuck? <laughs> it's so weird, but it also is like so in the style of Modern Family because yes. oh, Modern Family, especially like the last couple seasons, which I admittedly didn't care for as much as the first couple but um it's like joke joke central like oh yeah i would say like three fourths three fourths of the episode are jokes which is like kind of incredible that the writers can write that many jokes to go in episodes but yeah it's like all jokes (laughs) and have most of them be funny too Mm -hmm. yeah um but to, to you know interesting to note that like you know some of these cutaways are giving us hints that She's a mother effing witch, you know, because I mean, like, witches eat kids, you know. <laughs> and she's yeah, like, "Yeah, I bit th- a kid once." If if you went into this episode or into this series thinking she was somebody, you were correct. Yep. <laughs> she, yeah. Right. Right. Yep. And and Marvel's done a good job of of throwing us off the scent ever. Well, so yeah, briefly. because last totally. episode we fully were like. I don't think that's the direction they're going. No. <laughs> I mean, I still have. Well, we will get. We'll get there. But I, I still have thoughts. So the the kids leave, and the living room furniture starts to uh, switch to the decades we've seen previously. That the oh TV, yeah, she's got the, the uh, Agnes has got the weird mold too. That which I thought was like a yet another. Oh yeah. Like, I, what you want? It, it felt you very random, but I was out. thinking yeah. about like witches and moles. Witches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't Warts. know. Yeah. Warts and moles. But uh, every everything in the house starts reverting back to 80s, 70s, 60s, and she's losing control, and you have mm-hmm. another quick interview cut where she says, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. It's <laughs> a great acting <laughs> you, you look fine. You look fine, Wanda. Wow. Um, so then we cut to Monica and Wu. Woo! Uh, they're driving to some undisclosed location, and Wu is combing over Darcy's intel about Project Cataract, which mm-hmm. we discussed uh, in our last episode. And it is revealed through Darcy's findings that Hayward is trying or has been trying to rebuild Vision Douche without the Mind Stone. Hayward wants a sentient weapon, and that's why he was tracking him in the hex. So that's and all he cares about. So it's nice to know that we know what his motivations are now. Oh, yeah, and, that's, and that's his on, whole on the, point of being there. Yeah, Right, and on the surface... The, well, the surface level working theory is Hayward wants a weapon to fight the the threat, you know, the the threats that have very recently laid waste to parts of Earth, and right, and now the 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 Avengers are seemingly not a thing anymore. So, taking matters into their own hands. But then I went into my Ultron conspiracy theory hat as I get this. Is, is that Ultron. kind of what of we're assuming? Is that like vision. the Avengers are like sort of. Uh... Like they're ca- they've retired they're kaput at the moment. Yeah, I mean they're not a formal team. If you sure. think about where everybody is, um, so he's he's trying to reconstruct Vision, 
very interesting, very sinister. Very. Um, and this was my one letdown of the episode, and I brought it upon myself. Yeah, oh, no. we, so we they, all brought it upon ourselves. It's okay. We arrive at the camp. There's no aerospace engineer there. Well, we just, yes, we have but... ma- we have Major Goodner, but she's in the military. I mean, she's right. Yeah, we don't have the actual. We haven't seen the aerospace engineer because it's a male. I, I do have thoughts, and I'm curious what you think. Like, I mean, first of all, it's very plausible that uh, Goodner might be a scroll because I think I brought that up before. That, like, you know, Monica and her mother, like, all be involved with the scrolls, And that this is possible that they, like, and we're, we're, we have to assume that in um, Captain Marvel 2, they're going to be doing something with the scrolls, And, like, but, maybe... But Goodner would be a scroll. Yeah, very plausibly, I think. I, I, I just wonder if she's, and I don't mean this uh, in a derogatory sense, I, don't, I wonder if she's important enough to be a, a scroll, Like, what? W- I don't well, know. Well, but if, that's like, the, the thing. Remember in Captain Marvel, they, they, they were like, like that. None of the people that they were. I mean, almost none of the people that they were imitating were really that important, per se. No, but but we knew ahead of time that they were true. Scrolls. That is true. Yes, like the old. So lady I mean, I, I think I think we I think we were just building up this scene to be the Something scene where well, they Reed were Richards they were building it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like they were they were teasing it for almost what two episodes or something. They're like, and, oh, and, yeah, two and we do know it's a male, so. Like we have not seen this person yet. Also, and damn it, that, stop. Yes, that is also true. So stop teasing us. I, so I'm curious. Did you guys? Did you guys like try to Google Goodner like I did? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I did. I, I was like, find she, a yeah. comic so equivalent. Mm-mm. Here, here's here's the thing. I went down a rabbit hole, and I'm and honestly, like, it would be really weird if if this is what they chose. But regardless, I think it's super awesome. Um. I, I found a guy named uh, Kevlin Goodner, um, and Kevlin was an artist. I wrote this all down. This is in a he comic? Him, in in yeah, comics? He, he, he called himself the illustrator. Um, he was known for bridging the gap between comics and social justice. Uh, he often drew faces of real people onto the bodies of Marvel superheroes. Uh, he just passed away in 2019. He never he never actually worked for Marvel, from what I understand. Um uh, never had any connection with the company um, other than the illustrations that he made. Um, but, I mean, if this is a subtle tribute, it would be really random and very cool. Um, I mean, because obviously it just happens to be Black History Month this month, and Goodner right. was a black man, a black artist, and the WandaVision writers just made all the nerds go and look him up on the internet, which I think is really cool. If that is their intention, good on them. But I mean, if not, like, you know. It's a happy we, accident. I, I learned about yeah. a really cool yeah. black illustrator. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, that's something. Yeah. Uh, so they've built... Monica, the rover she requested, the vehicle she requested, and it's this giant space rover that's been equipped to handle several kinds of radiation and theoretically protect her on her way into the hex. Uh, We cut back to the carnival. Vision is still trying to convince Darcy. Uh, He finally distracts her with uh, a mime who is standing in the foreground, and and he snaps her out of, of Wanda's mind control, and Darcy... Regains herself. Uh, Vision obviously wants answers, and uh, they decide to make a getaway in a funnel cakes truck. <laughs> they hijack a funnel cakes truck, of course. And and Vision is in on the the Pietro kind of questions. He asks who who 
who is that imposter Pietro. Mm-hmm. It's like, jig is up. So this is not, again, this is not Pietro. It's not Snowflake! It's not Snowflake! Um, We cut back to Wanda's house. She can't control anything. Everything is cattywampus. The stork makes a Ooh, cameo return. What a great word. Uh, and Wanda says, I don't understand what's happening, why it's all falling apart, and why I can't fix it. And then you get a very interesting moment when the person behind the camera asks, do you think this is what you deserve? Oh, what and, the fuck? Why would and you... Wanda just looks <laughs> Such a stunned. Says, You're not supposed to talk. Yeah, uh, yeah they're really not. <laughs> yeah, really, they're really not. But I mean, just even in like documentaries and mockumentaries in general, you don't you don't hear the voice of the person behind the camera, the director. And if you do, they're not mic'd. So, yeah. so sometimes so it'll be like an editing a... choice to allow you to hear kind of... Right, but they do that in, the, in that or... style. Like, if you're a fan of The Office, um, I think maybe there's like one or two moments in the entire nine seasons of the show. Yeah, it's like season eight. Where you where... hear the person behind the camera because it's actually, yeah, they've operator. done. Like you see a boom operator at one point. Yeah, well, like, yeah, the yeah. Bo- the tech, the um, camera crew becomes more more part of the show in the, in the right. last season, specifically of The right. Office. But like, they've Breaking done all the these, they've wall. done all these studies where it is, people say like, it, it's like unnerving to not know who you're hearing, kind right. of. Right. Because the the you know obviously the whole purpose of a documentary or a mockumentary is to focus on the subjects, the people right. who are being filmed. So right, it's just interesting. Yeah, um, and it just it's it's a you know it just more proves that whatever like whoever is doing this to Wanda is clearly trying to to do what Pietro said was to give her grief. To stabilize you know? her. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To make her. She's a nuclear bomb. I mean, she's. Yeah, he's trying to make yeah. her very sad. Yeah. So we get to. I'm, I'm going to call it the most interesting part of this episode. Okay, go for which it. Which is the Nexus the commercial. commercial. So yes. interesting. So uh, you get a commercial that's very modern America, big pharma commercial. Mm-hmm. You have a mom and a general malaise. And. And you have a voiceover indicating, like the, the you feel like the light, uh, like the world goes on without you. You know, how about something to anchor you back into your reality or the reality of your choice? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, you shouldn't take it unless your doctor has cleared you to move on with your life. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, Nexus, because the world doesn't revolve around you, or does it? Or does it? <laughs> so the side so effects. The side effects made me laugh. Oh, so hard. So well done. Yeah, side effects include feeling your feelings, confronting <laughs> your truth, seizing your destiny, and possibly more depression. <laughs> <laughs> Just which is spot on. I so mean, those commercials uh, are about 45 seconds of all the ways this thing could kill you. And, Correct. Truly. Um so I th- I think this is number 1 the most consequential commercial we have uh-huh. seen yet mm-hmm. and there are two possibilities for why that is yep so if you have no idea why what nexus would be referring to so number one here we go it sets up the concept that is uh, well known in the comics 
It's called the Nexus of All Realities. Mm-hmm. And the very short version, we, we don't have time to dive in all the way to this. Yeah, it's complicated. Oh, come on. But the Nexus of All Realities is a gateway which can be used to access any or all realities. Interesting. So, could the hexagon we find ourselves in, the hex, be a nexus or a, a gateway well, here's my any and all realities. Even if it's not a gateway, I think that what they're trying to confirm here is that uh, Wanda is a Nexus being, which... Yeah, yeah that's yeah, the other, that's the other theory. theory. That's the other one. I was going to get to that. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no, you're, no, you're fine. Uh, that's a good segue. So, so the Nexus of all realities is one theory. The other one, as Daniel just said, is the Nexus beings... Uh, and in the comics, uh, Nexus beings are individuals who can affect probability and the future. So extremely powerful. And both Vision like the, and Wanda are considered Nexus beings. Mm-hmm. They're like the keys to the Nexus, yes. sort of. Yeah. And Wanda, over several comic runs, is the primary Nexus being of the 616 reality, which is the kind of the prime reality of, of Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Another big Nexus being? Jean so, well, well, wow, we wow. So we 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 are fully embracing multiverse at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is coming into view how Doctor Strange will be involved. Uh, if if she is truly a Nexus being, that falls under his purview of monitoring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, as a sorcerer supreme. Yeah, right. And and the capabilities she has as someone that powerful. Is is unlike anything we've seen yet in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That the the potential for devastation here is uh, uh, probably worse than what Thanos was after. If totally, you, if and you that's kind it. of my my what I was sort of going to get to. Uh, my theory is that this could be the new Phase Four arc. Yes, and beings. and there's a yes, sure. there's a there's a few really interesting tie-ins which I I cannot take credit for, but I'll get to them later in the episode mm. uh, which encompass more of the larger Marvel uh, vagina thank you <laughs> <laughs> larger Marvel uh, roster of characters mm-hmm, mm-hmm. also another interesting note uh, on Nexus here's beings. an interesting note <laughs> what about this one <laughs> that was three <laughs> That was three. Yeah, those are three interesting notes. Star Wars. Oh, we are Star Wars podcast. Star Wars podcast. It's still there. Oh, I love it. I love when that happens. So, an interesting note: Nexus beings are watched closely by the Time Variance Authority. Yes. Which we haven't seen them yet. But if you've seen the trailer to the Loki uh, Disney Plus series, uh-huh. you'll know he's running with the Time Variance Authority. Oh, boy. So, uh, so here we go. Phase four arc. Phase four arc. We've got a giant phase four the Nexus problem. <laughs> um, we then cut to Agnes's house, which the exterior is Yay. that of the bewitched house? I How went down. Great is that? I went down like a huge rabbit hole with this house. I'm a it, rabbit. I... Um, it is on the Warner Brothers lot, obviously. Right. Um, and 
the original address is 1164 Morning Glory Circle mm. um, on Bewitched, but it's been remodeled like a million times. But if you are like an architecture nerd, you can see the actual house that they modeled it after in Burbank. Oh. Huh. Yeah. So I went down this like cool rabbit hole of like looking at this you original house. <laughs> I want to. I love it. I actually I love, want you to too. That's I, yeah, really dope. Um, but yeah, obviously that's a, an important nod that her house Let's is, is a bewitched privacy. house. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So the the kids are sitting with her on the couch, and Billy has this really weird interaction with Agnes. Oh, he I says, love I this like moment. being here, Agnes. You're quiet on the inside. <laughs> the fuck did you say? So we remember that he can hear voices, but he, he doesn't can't hear her, or or not voices, thoughts, and mm-hmm. he can't hear any of that in Agnes's house or in her presence. In her house, I'm I'm curious. Do you think, uh, that she is blocking the thoughts, or do you think that she has no thoughts because she's not actually there? Like she is another product of I don't have else. a great explanation for it. I, I I I have a feeling he can sense anguish and mm. like really heightened emotions. And this is just this is just me spitballing, but No, that's interesting. That that he he's really attuned to Anxiety. Like with, with her, she's not in a, like. Oh, what did I have for lunch today? Or, she's oh, not yeah. in a state of distress, and and the way she looks at him, she's like, uh, is he on to me? Sort of thing. Totally. Yeah. You know, she looks kind of taken aback by. Yeah, a little disturbed. Um, and then in her cutaway interview, you get another great <laughs> Ralph so reference. I just <laughs> Ralph. Ralph is the great. Uh, the great. Uh, unseen the missing person M- yeah. yeah he could be the missing person truly mm-hmm. so we're back at camp uh monica's getting all strapped into the rover and uh red rover red rover they say she's going to be able to just glide right through send monica right over um so she puts the pedal of the metal drives this rover smack dab into the into the hex and we discover that not only can she not penetrate it, but that the hex Giggity. is matching the vehicle's density. Yes. I mean, it's it's adapting to... This is kind of a new wrinkle that, that Wanda put in place, that now uh, nothing is getting through. I'm your density. And she has to climb out of the vehicle as it's getting flipped, and then half of it gets reconstituted into an old pickup truck and just tossed yeah, away. Yeah, catapulted. Out. Yeah, it was a really cool effect. And then you have this moment where Monica decides that she thinks she can push through the barrier herself. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I can do it. It's interesting that she just like I, I I'm like that she just I don't know, it's like uh it just sort of clicked in her head. She's just like, Yeah, I can do this. It it did seem very stark, but what what right? what's Interesting is what comes next when she's she pushes her way through, and you have this amazing sequence of her being ripped apart. That was yeah. so just, beautiful, really like, cool moment. Just really incredible. You see different versions of her kind of branching off, and uh, this is one of those times you need to have the subtitles on. Yep, I encourage you to watch with subtitles because it'll it'll yes. tell you exactly what's going on. <laughs> yeah, uh huh. You hear 
all these memories uh, from the Captain Marvel film of of lines from Maria and and Captain Marvel and Nick Fury even and uh, basically the same scene that we got from when she right. was waking up from being dusted. Right. We hear the line again when they were handing out kids. They gave you the toughest one. Mm. And yeah. It was a goosebump moment when she's able to tear through the barrier, and when you learn to glow like your aunt, yeah, 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 you'll glow like your aunt Carol. But I think, I think to your point, Daniel, I think the confidence or or the belief that she can do something like that really comes from the fact she's watched others do it. I mean, she sure she's familiar with Captain Marvel. Her her mom was up in space doing pretty crazy things. So if they can do it, I can. It's not a foreign concept to. To see that, and I th- and, and this she's is kind her of, hero moment. She's just like right. And over the c- past couple episodes, as we've discovered that she is fully aware that her DNA has been changed several times. Sure, I think she kind of knows what's. She's like, well, it's no better time than now. Uh, so she manages to make it through, and her eyes are glowing blue. Mm-hmm. So fucking fierce. And I'm like, she, we we get this great shot uh, from her perspective. She can see energy spectrums and energy emanating from power lines and from anywhere where energy is being given given off and we just saw the origin of photon and or spectrum uh, yeah for she sure. has several cool. names and it's so cool we we have a new avenger oh wow. that so, was like wow, the wow, wow. coolest sequence to get her like fully sequence. into her powers i mean i know yeah. she's like gonna be still developing them and everything and yeah, for sure but like that was just so thrilling. Everything yes. about it was so thrilling. Yeah. <gasps> yes. F- Photon and or Spectrum is going to be a, a key Marvel player. 100%. From here on out, which is pretty yeah. pretty great. And if she's uh, not, I will write many letters. Indeed. So we cut back to Darcy and Vision, and he's in the middle of making sense of the fact he's been killed by Wanda not once, but twice. <laughs> Whoops. And and we have to remember that he has no memory of all this, so he's beginning to understand Wanda's trauma and and just how bad it it got. Yeah. Um, when he says they it, are, the way he feel the way the way it feels to him is like that it happened to somebody else. Right. Yeah, which is interesting. Uh, they are stopped in the middle of nowhere by a red light, which just seems very odd and convenient. And you cut to a, a, a vision interview where he says, I believe Wanda is creating these impediments. Mm-hmm. And it starts to rain, and a crew shows up. And so, funny. and he has a very Jim Halpert moment where he kind of looks at the camera like, Are you kidding me? Not amused. Yeah, I'm not amused. It's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I actually laughed out loud at that part. Yes. I was like, good for you. Um, um, there was also a part where um, Vision asked Darcy, um, you know, uh, what am I now? Yes, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. That, that's oh, is it coming up? Yeah, yeah, it's right. It's we're right on it. Where uh, a vision is kind of making sense of his Jarvis Ultron origins. And, yes, uh, and yeah, yeah. To uh, what you said, Daniel, he asks, "What am I now?" And, and and she's not sure why he can't leave the hex, but she has also. This really she beautiful... said that she's a STEM type of lady, and I had to look that up because I was like, "What the fuck does STEM mean?" But it means science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Yeah, she's right. She says, "I'm a STEM lady. I thought we could just flip the switch on and off with you, but there's something <laughs> else going on." <laughs> and and she has a really beautiful line. She says, "But I I've been watching WandaVision, and uh, the love you two uh, you two have is real. You belong together." Yeah. Oh, yeah. so sweet. It's like, well, it's not gonna last, but oh, it's, it's gonna be tragic. 
Um, so Monica shows up at Wanda's house. Uh, great little note. Wanda's popping a Nexus pill. Yes, yes saw that. Uh-huh. Which is, oh, oh dear. Oh um, dear. She's being drugged. And she is not pleased to see Monica. And Monica tries to explain Hayward's plan that it's all about you know vision and whatnot. And Wanda's not having it. She ejects her from the house and kind of has another one of those like really villainous. She's not a villain, but she has one of those villainous moments. Like all you do is lie. This scene was like on fire. I love and, this oh, scene. Yeah. And then Monica's superhero lands on the ground yes. with a burst of blue energy. And it's like, okay. Oh man. Yeah. Smack down. Little, little nerd boner. Just real excited about it. And uh, Monica has a great line or she says, don't let Hayward make you the villain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which everyone in Monica's life, or uh, everyone in Wanda's vision, uh, Wanda's vision, <laughs> everyone in Wanda's life has tried to do. Like, yeah. e- even yeah. going back to the Avengers when they split into teams, yep. Tony viewed her as a threat. And, and yeah, because they kept her under ha- lock and key because they're like, we don't want her to like right. make another mistake. So she is constantly made out to be the unstable villainous one she's the and, one who basically caused the sokovia accords or whatever you know right, so, right. and yeah and she had a pl- or played a big part and and wanda says maybe i already am it's like oh dear no you're not no you're not and then but stupid agnes peeks out from behind a curtain here she comes and and sees this interaction taking place and mm-hmm. she she moves into action it's the first time we see like her being like aware of well i mean not like the t- first time it's been like hella obvious that she's just like, like right she's doing a bit of gatekeeping mm-hmm. um, yep. and monica has a line where she says i can't undo my pain but i don't want to and she's, she's trying to appeal to to wanda it's like you, you can't you can't just change everything yeah the, the, the awful things you went through contribute to to who you are as a person i just gotta um, say that i'm just like so like proud of the MCU for like, you know, attempting to tackle mental health. Like mm-hmm. that's this is it's like a really, it's a really dark theme. But like so, uh, you know, we all we all go through that. You know, yeah. and it's very uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Relatable. You know. Oh, um, absolutely. Yep. Pressure. And yeah. just like we were saying at the beginning while we were chatting today, it's like you know, all the other previous sitcom styles and decades, like, this was not talked about. No. It was no. not mm-hmm. talked about at all. And there were so, and there were so many people. At least people. not in any good way. <laughs> no, and if it was, yeah. it was like, okay, well, you know, this person has mental problems and they're, you know, going to have to go to the hospital. And yeah, I got to go to a shrink, which sounds so negative, you know, yeah. They're going to have to go to the hospital and then be on medicine that's – you know, there's stigmas about the medicine and what that right. does. And so it's like, right. it's it's really fantastic that we've had that whole kind of backstory of like, this is obviously, you know, even though we don't know exactly how this whole entire, you know, Westview neighborhood came to be or whatever, but we know her background. We know that Wanda is dealing with an immense amount of grief and loss. Right. And... It's been covered up neatly with dinner parties and cute dresses and, you know, magic shows and neighborhood things. And now she's like, you know, in her bathrobe in her house, like really like not doing well. 
So well, and, yeah. consi- and consider, uh, like, this is it, the story it hit, of us. <laughs> it hit me at the time of Infinity War, like what killing Vision would do to her. But if you put it in kind of the terms you just did, Alyssa, her trauma is is related to death and the mm-hmm. fact that she has experienced. I mean, her family was taken from her. Her mm-hmm. entire family was taken from her, and then being asked by the person she loves to take their life. Wow. I mean, uh, there's no coming back from that. <laughs> no. I mean, no. I mean, God, God willing, there is. I but... mean, not anytime soon. I mean, yeah, that, that's right. That's rough. Maybe at the end of Phase Four, right? <laughs> um, but yeah. Anyway, so Agnes comes out and takes Wanda, and uh, Monica's pleading with her, and Wanda again makes kind of an abrupt turn and says, "Don't make me hurt you." You. Also, WTF with the mailman. Oh. Yeah, something's up with I him. I am obsessed. Sure. I think he's sure. always around every time Agnes is. Yeah. Yep. He's something. And on his something. shirt it says, uh, I, I didn't catch this the first time, but on his shirt it says presto. Right. Which is a, a magic, magic term. reference. And uh, also but, his, well, like, what his the hell hat, is that guy? Yeah. His hat has a, a bunny on it. Yeah. Which is also interesting. And uh, it's just always around. Also, um, his boxes have the fragile sticker on it, which I think is obviously a nod to Wanda yep. just being literally fragile. Um, yep. uh, but yeah, I, I, I think that he's potentially, well, I don't know. We did, we did confirm that he is a New Jerseyan. Um, but yeah, I'm thinking that like some of know. these people within the hex are like, like the chosen ones that are like being used by her mm-hmm. to like do her bidding kind of thing yeah um we cut to vision and darcy being stopped again by a crossing guard <laughs> and a seemingly endless stream of school children oh there's the kids mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> it cuts to another vision interview where he's wearing a lav mic and he's scratching <laughs> yeah. I, I love all of his mannerisms he's sitting there being interviewed he's scratching his skin which doesn't itch because he doesn't have skin <laughs> right right like it's just and then he has like a what the hell? Why am I talking Why am to I you? Doing he gets this? Up and, what the heck? No. He gets up and runs into the boom mic, and it's just really great. Just a great moment. Um, we cut back to Agnes's house. This uh, was by far the funniest episode, like and, I think. Yeah. And uh, Yo Gabba Gabba is playing on the TV, which if you're not and they're yelling with jump, jump, jump. That television series it ran from 2007 to 2015, so mm-hmm. great. Um, (laughs) good for you guys um and wanda asks where are the twins and agnes in the kitchen is like maybe they're just playing in the basement and i'm like at this point it's like do not go down there wanda oh boy Oh, I know. It's like that moment in horror movies where the girl's like, yeah. I hear the chainsaws from that direction. Let's go towards the chainsaws. <laughs> Kids are playing in the basement. I mean, please. Ooh. Of course. So no she, child go, well, she goes down ever. into the basement and we descend into this vine-covered, dark, cold, crypt-like We've dungeon. We've now entered into a D&D campaign. Yes, we're exactly <laughs> the, like, in the, D&D. The, it was otherworldly, to mm-hmm. to put it lightly. Um, mm-hmm. And we enter this circular room and full of these weird symbols. Or maybe hexagonal shaped. Uh, it could have been. I I I, I don't know. It may, maybe maybe. Um, 
is this the center of said nexus? Mm. Is this a I nexus? think it is. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So there's a, a very short but lingering shot on a book. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's some thoughts about this book. Yes. Um, one, uh, the prevailing theory. Uh, well, first of all, it looks like something out of Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So back in Doctor Strange, there's a book called the Book of Cagliastro, which contains all these spells, which Doctor Strange uses to kind of learn how to do what he does. And the Sorcerer Supreme Library. But, but there's a library uh, is filled with with an endless supply of spell books. So this looks like it belongs in that realm. Yeah, I feel But the like prevailing theory is that this is The Darkhold, a book called The Darkhold. Yep. Which uh, basically contains a lot of dark magic. That's the simplest way we can put it without mm-hmm. giving you 50 years of comic history. Uh, and it's not the first time that it's shown up like... No, and, and so that's why there's a some confusion and some skepticism whether yeah. this is really that book because it actually showed up in Agents of Shield right. and Runaways. Right. Uh but so one of two things could be ha- MCU, but like ooh. Right. So one or one of two things could be happening. Either this is just a completely different book cuz they don't look similar. Um or it is the same book and they're just basically discarding Agents of Shield and Runaways as could be. Whatever. Yeah. So, but uh, there was another theory as to what this book is, and this is what I was referencing earlier about kind of roping in the rest of the MCU into this specific plot line. So, mm-hmm. uh, there was an article on Nerdist that I found, and so, uh, the author suggested uh, this is a an ancient druid tome mm. um, that was discovered by none of, and this is from a comic a comic run. It was discovered by none other than Captain America, who then gave it to Wanda in hopes she could translate it. Mm. Falcon and Winter Soldier was supposed to be the first MCU series. Oh, they was they it? then moved WandaVision mm. before before oh, it. Yeah, interesting. But this guy theorizes that Sam and Bucky are are going to kind of play the Captain America role in perhaps discovering kind of uh, kind of stumbling upon this whole idea of a nexus mm. oh hideout um and that that will somehow tie them into to Wanda mm. and and maybe Wanda is being trapped here uh because Agatha needs her to to use the book or Something to that effect. I I don't I don't know. I thought it was it was very interesting that that uh that Captain America actually has a long running history with a book like this and yeah that's and, kind of uncharacteristic for right. his storylines and, and Marvel did have to rearrange their release order. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if there's going to be some kind of plot line in Falcon Winter Soldier, which comes out next month. It's plausible. Which Very has plausible. them running into something like this. Um, I mean, if, if not, if not anything, it's going to be like, like a little teaser at the end, you know, something just to like kind of wrap it in, but right. not like fully. Yeah, I think that's that's hella believable. I don't know. It's all loosely. It's all very loosely 
kind of tied together at the moment. I don't know how any of it makes sense, but I, it just got my got the wheels turning that to what we were talking about earlier that maybe oh my imagination is running wild. This is the overarching. This is definitely the overarching. Phase kind of four, saga of phase yeah, yeah, four. Yeah. totally. I it and it's going to rope be. in people from every corner of the MCU. Because like, what, what, what could possibly be bigger than you know a multi-dimensional like thing like the Nexus? You know, I, I just don't that that it doesn't doesn't really get much bigger than that. I think, but but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. So, so they, I mean, they, this was kind of another riff on that theory. So. This is quoting from the the Nerdist article. He says, so could we perhaps expect to see the ancient druid tome discovered by Sam and Bucky with the intent of giving it to Wanda? And maybe oh, so it'd that's be like a prequel kind of. Maybe too. that's even why Agatha trapped her in the hex in the first place. Mm. She wanted to access the book and its powers. Very And she might have been driven to create the magical world of Wanda. Ooh. I'd be or super the magical into that. World that Wanda I, finds that's cool. In. That would be a I very like cool. Because at this point, I'm like. I, I the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, like I mean, I've, I'm gonna watch the hell out of it. But as far as like the storyline goes, it doesn't really strike me yet. It just kind of like the, what I've gathered so far from the from the um, you know the the yeah the trailers is that it's like you know action packed and pew 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 and crawling and then it's gonna be like you know they're they're fun banter back and forth, cute relationship. But I don't really gather exactly what the meat. So oh, the story is so if if it's something like that, I will literally be like, y'all. Well, trailers aside, what I've gathered number one about it is that it's going to be picking up Steve's legacy, and right, there's going to be tension on which one of them is the true heir apparent. Even though we did see Steve give, yeah, right. It's like um, Falcon, it's him. Uh, <laughs> give Sam the the shield, but. What's really going to be at play is that we're still dealing with the aftermath of the Sokovia Accords. Right. Right. Uh, these two, Captain America was a fugitive from justice. Right. Even through Infinity War and Endgame, and Sam and Bucky were his accomplices. Right. So there's uh, probably the, the U.S. government sure. as the U.S. government has their own Captain America, and he shows up in this series called U.S. Agent. <laughs> but what's going to so be at play creative. is is Sam's race too yeah right uh, and uh i don't know how heavily they'll lean into that theme but you're gonna have that kind of subplot you're gonna totally. have baron zemo from civil war as your primary villain and then yep. if you have this going on in the background with like all the wanda stuff and Ooh, i can dig it i'm actually i'm yeah. actually i think that's the series i've i've been most excited for because i, there, I, I don't think we know all that much about mm-mm. it yeah true but, I'm 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 thrilled. I mean, if 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 WandaVision is any indication where the MCU is going with their Disney Plus stuff, I I, I don't care what it is, give it to me. <laughs> um, so all all of that to to just wrap up that segment on the book, which requires kind of a lot of exploration. Yeah, but they suggest maybe it's a combo of both the Darkhold and the the uh, the Tome. Yeah, and they could because be the, the MCU has a a history of combining. Marvel plot lines, totally giving characters new roles. So it, it's yeah. not going to be a, a comic book cut out. Yeah, whatever this is. Um. Oh, you know, interesting to note too. The uh, going back to the basement. You know the um, the root because you can see like when we if you freeze frame and you watch like up on the uh like when she walks into kind of the center of the room, there's like these golden runes 
that are sort of yeah. like surrounding yeah. the room. Mm-hmm. And it just reminds me very much of like, because of course I'm a gamer. Um, and there was this really awesome Lovecraftian game uh, called Eternal Darkness. Um, Sanity's Requiem. <laughs> it's such a, it was on the GameCube. Like nobody played it, but it was literally one of the coolest like underrated games. Um, but I just, it's very, there were, there was this thing where, um, and the runes look almost identically the same too, which is like, whoa, that's weird. Um, but, uh, basically you'd have a like hexagonal shape or, uh, octagon, depending on how strong you wanted to make your spell kind of thing. And the runes would sort of be in that, like at each point of the shape. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then that would create... Uh, your spell and then sometimes it would be like a binding spell or it would be like a shield spell or um, but you would need those runes and they would be in a very specific order and uh, so I, I, I'm thinking that those runes have something to do with the hex that's at least my theory but yeah I believe it uh, glazed over the fact that Agatha Harkness has announced herself <laughs> Yeah, Literally the probably, most iconic moment. We should moment. probably talk about that rather than the book um, for the rest so, of the episode. So if you oh went into this God. series, uh, if, and if you are a comic book reader uh, or were familiar with the character Agatha Harkness, you thought from the jump that Agnes was Agatha Harkness and correct. I have to tell you that literally the entire week this week, I have been walking around my apartment being like, it was I got the log. Like, I'm just like <laughs> pooping in the toilet. Like, <laughs> who's been pooping in my toilet? It was Daniel all along. <laughs> so we've we've mentioned it in a past episode, but uh, but Agatha uh, kind of serves as a mentor to Wanda in the comics. And she sometimes ends up on a good side, sometimes a bad side. Uh, she's directly linked now. to her. She's directly linked to her kids. She kind of lives in this nebulous gray area. So at the moment, she looks like a very nefarious, not so good person. And as the episode ends, Wanda's eyes grow purple when when uh, Agatha begins to exert her powers and rat row my mind control. Which is I just troubling. like that freaking. Monsters theme. Yeah, it's I mean, bing, yes. bing, 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 bing. just so good. And like her, <laughs> and I killed Sparky. <laughs> like, oh my god, just so I screamed. Kitchy. I screamed. The internet so... has been going crazy with that, uh, that scene and just putting, <laughs> putting words. Like, it... I saw one that was like, and I wrote the season finale of Game of Thrones. Oh, like. <laughs> Like, it is now going to be the most memeable moment of all time. I'm so happy for I'm yeah. like just and yeah, and I'm, Catherine Hahn serving up just the best facial expressions. Mm-hmm. She ate the scenery whole. Just throwing shade. And but it was um, just it, it was cool though cuz we got to see it behind the scenes and like it just confirmed all of the things that she yeah, she she's was been behind and with, also yeah. behind um what the heck is that? Oh my God! <laughs> Sorry, I thought we were having an earthquake, but no, it's just uh, it's somebody is just rolling the giant like it's a trash truck anyway. Okay. <laughs> but um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, no, but that she's behind, or at least seemingly behind Pietro. This Pietro. Yes. Um, yeah. uh Well, and we get our first 
post-credit sequence or mid-credit sequence yes. of which is a Marvel staple. We get our first one of the series, and Monica is uh, about to descend into the basement, and scary Pietro Evan Peters lookalike is uh, right next to her, and her eyes begin to glow purple. Mm-hmm. So this guy is a, a demon of some kind. Like just a, yeah, I don't know what something, he is. or yes, a, yes, or yes. he's a you know working for Agatha in some capacity. Yeah. We don't know. So. so- it, I, there, there was a couple things there too. Um, like, I, I'm curious whether or not because you know when we, we saw the vines, they were like sort of like sort of pulsing purple. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if we were seeing that or if we were seeing that through Monica's eyes and like Monica can the Monica's the only one that can see the energy flowing through the vines. You know what I mean? Or if it's now now that Wanda's down there, like they're doing something yeah. like spooky, and that's what's making the vines glow like that i i I, yeah i'm curious well so now we have our opportunity monica's in trouble wanda's in trouble Mm -hmm. vision is on his way there right Uh, so yeah but is this is this the opportunity for anonymous aerospace engineer to show themselves oh my god (laughs) i honestly i don't think so i don't probably not but I mean, because that would be weird. Like for, uh, well, I don't know. I guess it, I, <laughs> nothing would be weird in this episode. Well, do you know what the best show? conspiracy theory that I I allowed myself to believe Uh-oh. was happening this week? Huh. So somebody suggested that John Krasinski is going to be oh yes, I did <laughs> Mr. Fantastic, too. and that yeah. he was going to show up in the office episode of. Of WandaVision. Which would have been, would have like, been off the fantastic. a fun nod cool. for sure. It yeah. could yeah. still be happening. Yeah. Oh, I wanted I, I know, to. I know um... for years, for years, people have been screaming that he and Emily Blunt need to be Sue Storm and, be very cute. and Mr. Fantastic. But yeah, the only reason why that rumor exists is because the fans want it. It's never yes, been like a, you know, it's a, it's a completely fan-made r- uh, rumor. Absolutely, it is. Yeah, and uh, but I mean, some, I mean, nowadays that's kind of how sometimes people yeah, that, are cast. That's what I'm saying. I'm like I Rosario Dawson. Yeah, that she's Rosario a prime Dawson. example. Totally. And John Krasinski and both Emily, both he and Emily Blunt have said they would kill to be in a Marvel movie. Well, oh who God. wouldn't? For who goodness would, sake, yeah, right? I don't want to. Matthew be McConaughey movie. keeps yeah. saying, "Put me." He's asking them for a role, and right. I, I hope they give him one. Oh, that'd be pretty um, One thing oh. I wanted to share with you both is that um, Julie Bowen tweeted about this episode, which is oh, really? super cute. And um, she said, one year to the day since we wrapped Modern Family, and tonight we were part of WandaVision. Aww. They paid homage to I Love Lucy, Bewitched, and The Brady Bunch, among others. To see our show as a classic through the eyes of an incredibly innovative Marvel show left me speechless. Trust me, anyone who's worked with me, that's hard to do. Um, <laughs> WandaVision from the breaking of the fourth wall to the fabric on the couch. Wow. What a great way to celebrate a bittersweet anniversary. I thought that was that's really cool. That's great. I thought that that's, was really that's, cool. That's the highest compliment you can give. Yeah. And she, I mean, she for. absolutely, like Elizabeth Olsen, absolutely in the way that she delivered her stuff in this episode and the way that she was directed was oh, so clear. Was she's so it. it was a really good impression to she, be honest. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Um, she's absolutely killing it. She's yeah, she's nailing it. So I thought that was cool that 
Julie Bowen tweeted about that. So that's where we're at. We're uh, we're facing calamity. Calamity. Oh, yeah. I have a um a couple of a uh, couple of things. Um, in that post credit screen, screen, um, we, uh, we got like a very, very brief glimpse of um, seemingly Agatha's car. She has a Connecticut license plate. Don't know if that really mm. means anything, but it's just different because everybody else is New Jersey, but hers is Connecticut. Well, Bewitched is in Connecticut. Oh my God! So maybe that's that. That's yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. That's that's probably potentially all that it is. Yeah, You're the um, very, that's very plausible. The bewitched address is. Uh... Mm-hmm. I also believe Thanos is from Connecticut originally. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, the I'm not going to back that up. With the anything. the bewitched house, the 1164 Morning Glory Circle, is in Westport, Connecticut. Oh, and it's so, a West Westport. Whoa, 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 wow, wow. Okay. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Um, <laughs> Breaking also, the very fabric of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, right. Um, so also the basement, um, like just lots of occult sim- yes. symbology going mm-hmm. on because we've got like the, uh, the was it a ram or a um, like the, 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 the ram's head on the wall or was it, was it, I think it was a ram. So something like that, but basically very, very reminiscent of like the head of, like the the depiction of the devil, you know what I mean? The very iconic, like statue of the devil that's like a yeah. a, a ram or whatever the heck, um, whatever the hell. Um, and then yeah, you see a lot of animal bones. I think you even see a, a cauldron, maybe. Um, and but yeah, so so here's here's my thing. I I'm. I like if 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 it is Agatha Harkness, like if it was Agatha all along, if like that is like what it is, if that's what the entire arc um, villain is, I would be so stoked and happy because she's so fucking fierce and amazing. That being said, I think that there still is precedence that there might be somebody else that's either working with her or uh, or For also her. pulling yeah. the strings or yeah, you know. To- being- Two episodes to go, which will be not an hour as we thought, but mm. two episodes to go. They will be longer episodes. They have some ground to cover. Mm-hmm. There's, I imagine, there's something else. Well, because we have this. Okay, on. we we still have this big reveal, which I'm so so upset that we're probably not gonna get Magneto. I guess it's still plausible, maybe, but like that's that would be such a stretch if like you know, knowing what we know now. Um, so if it's not going to be anybody necessarily from the, you know, other universes at large, um, uh, at least the ones that we know, um, like who is this? Cause we still haven't gotten it yet. The, um, the big reveal of this, like Luke Skywalker. I mean, I'm, I'm pushing my money character. In, I'm pushing my money towards Reed Richards now. I mean, I think it's, I mean, yeah. that's plausible. Very plausible. Um, and if it's not that, I think, and I've said it too, I think on this show or on our podcast, but like, like, wouldn't it be just such a funny, um, like ultra meta joke? Like, they're just like, it's going to be like on the level of a Luke Skywalker kind of thing, like what they did with Mandalorian. And if it like literally is Mark Hamill as Mephisto. <laughs> oh my gosh. Because <laughs> I mean, like, just what if? But here's the oh thing. I, I still... I, I'm not saying, like, I want Mephisto, but, like, 
there's so many clues that are pointing towards Mephisto. Either, like, I'm just wondering if maybe um, if what what she's up to is attempting to bring Mephisto to this to this universe. Maybe, maybe that's what. Uh, I'm wondering what her ultimate goal is. You yeah. know what I mean, um, Agatha. That um, she's using Wanda for a purpose, and what that purpose we don't know yet. Um, maybe to open the gateway. To open the gateway to hell. Yeah. Yeah. It's very plausible. Um, also, a random note. Um, the, the, the this is this is very random, but I just 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 I noticed these things. Uh, Wanda's magic is red. Monica's blue. And Agatha's is purple. Mm-hmm. Red and blue make purple. I don't think that means anything, but I was like, wow, colors. <laughs> um, but, you know, who knows? Maybe that it, because what that means, at least in my eye, like, because, you know, it's like poetry. Like, it just, it would, it would be very cute if, like, in order to beat Agatha, Monica and Wanda have to, like, use their powers together. You know what I mean? I don't know. I imagine that would, that would be the case. Be very cute. Um... So another um, theory that's been kind of rolling around out there in the interwebs um, is about the rabbit. We haven't really talked much about the rabbit. Um, Mr. Senor Scratchy. Senor Scratchy. um, The rabbit. So if we're going with, um, you know, uh, now that we know for sure that this is Agatha Harkness, um, her son's name is Nicholas Scratch. I think we may have mentioned that before. Um, And... It's plausible because I, I, if I remember right, Nicholas Scratch does have the ability to change forms. I think, um, so this could be Nicholas Scratch in rabbit form, maybe. Um, but uh, so yeah, and potentially also, uh, I'm wondering if Pietro is also maybe Nic- the, if not if not Nicholas Scratch, maybe also the rabbit. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> I know, this is crazy. Just go with me here, because <laughs> rabbits are fast, right? And so yeah. is... <laughs> here, okay, okay, okay. Also... Okay, okay. Just just, just go with me. Rabbits just go are with me. fast. Yeah, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Rabbits I'm are here. fast. Violets are blue. And if you spell um, the ra- the word rabbit backwards, <laughs> you've got... Tibar. Tibar. Pietro. And Tibar was a very famous illustrator that right. yeah That's right. he illustrated Tabar is, Tabar is Sokovian for, for <laughs> um okay so but also um if it's not that um in the in the comic she had a familiar yeah who was a um, cat she had a cat was a though, cat right? named Ebony yeah. yes and uh um in in reality is a powerful extra dimensional creature i actually pulled this um description right from the marvelfandom.com i think um, but yeah, Harkness is in psychic rapport with the cat, um, and she occasionally uses it to run errands for her. Interesting. At will, maybe the mailman is a... the cat. Then it's that 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 could be very. We just I'm... got a bunch of animagi running around from. Or you said I'm that there was a rabbit on the mailman's hat. Maybe the mailman is the rabbit. That's because okay. Now you're going down my crazy train, and or that's maybe, where or I'm, maybe that's the rabbit is 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 just a nod to magic. I mean, maybe it was just the rabbit a, like, is definitely Mephisto. 
Okay. <laughs> don't wait. Don't, don't, the don't, rabbit don't. is Ultron. Don't knock it. It would. Yeah. The rabbit is Ultron. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying that there is there's precedence for the rabbit potentially changing forms. Oh sure. I yeah. absolutely yeah. believe that. Because if like it if Peter, it is Peter her Pettigrew. familiar, which I think it is, um, because that's just what witches witches have familiars and mm-hmm. they this is what they do, you know. So I I, I it's very plausible okay. that okay. this rabbit has played other roles in this show already, and if not, it's going to later. Yep. All right. I, yeah. You know I, who I, I, we I, saw? I got there. I wasn't there at the beginning, but I got there. <laughs> you know who we saw for a split second in this episode, but we legit haven't seen since like the first or second episode, is hmm. that um, neighborhood like lady, the blonde chick. Oh, she she was she's she, just a free. She, I know a she was frame. in it just a split second of this episode, but we yeah. haven't seen her since she, the she said she's coming she'll be she'll be back okay good because so. oh, she nice, was like a nice. super fascinating character to me so yeah. i want her yeah back. and then she just yeah, yeah. like yeah. to just have her disappear is weird i i totally thought the same yeah because like at the beginning we talked like maybe she like has a connection with strange right. and bippity boop so. bippity boop um i uh also interesting to note too was the um they weren't flies what are they called that were like, oh, oh, the moth. Yeah, yeah, w- that was which spooky. is very Silence of the Lambs. Very mm-hmm. Silence of the Lambsy. Um, Ugh. There, but it's it's also kind of like, um, you know, the the idea of like a like those they're like in a cocoon and then they a, come yeah, out. Chrysalis and, and they. Yeah, there there's a lot of symbolism there, um, for sure. Um, boop, yeah, boop, that boop, was boop. very Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, going into the basement and finding right. the, the enemy down there, that's also very Silence of the Lambsy. Puts the lotion on its skin or else <laughs> yeah. it gets the hose again. Which, you know, that, that is, oh, my God. That that scene where she goes into the basement is just, like, I mean, when it's all dark. Oh, my With God. With the night the vision goggles. Oh, that's the best oh my God. scene ever. So good. Um, What was the other thing? Oh, I'm just curious what you guys think of where where we're going to go in the next episode or even the next two episodes. My thought is that we're going to get a flashback before we get to the next moment. I feel like the like next I feel like the next episode is not going to be like you know 10 minutes later. It's going to be like, you know, we're going to go back and we're going to see I mean, I I I, just, I hope. I think we're going to see how maybe this was all created in the first place and then we're going to see like th- its conclusion. Uh, I, I I just have no idea. I, I don't even I, I, I don't really even don't try know. to like guess anymore about this show because <laughs> I know. it Richard, doesn't. You're sounding like a complete insane person. I don't care. I know I sound crazy, but no, it's, it's fun. fun. It's fun to speculate. I just like honestly with this show, like anytime obviously we think it's something, it's not. <laughs> so uh, I'm just gonna. I do think Doctor Strange will show up at the end. Yeah, I do. It's, that's very plausible. Yeah. Very very plausible. Still, especially now, especially now that we know. Yep. The nexus we're dealing with. and all that. And the nexus, and, yeah. yes. and she's gonna she's going to create one or several of the Fantastic Four. Yeah, I'll, I'll 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 say that. And we're all playing Dungeons and Dragons, giant mm-hmm. icosahedron. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Wow. Woo! Oh my god. That, that was uh, that's a, a lot to digest, but um, I'm so full. They are they are. Mm-hmm. Fully embracing the weird and the strange. Yes. And, the, and doing it in a wonderful. Yes. A wonderful. Fun and interesting way. A wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Wow. Okay, great. Well, that was the episode. 
That was uh, it. If you have, if you have, if you have any theories or thoughts. Oh, I know you got them. Stick them in our comments. Would you? Uh, Could if you're enjoying the show, drop us a, a review. Our, oh, our friend please, Luke Monday yeah. gave us a very That's nice. That's helpful for us. Yeah, truly, it is. It, it's it very does helpful. Actually, help. Uh, if you don't like it, uh, I wish that you'd fall down a flight of stairs. <laughs> Whoa! Wow! 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 Um, into a jello pool, so you don't get hurt. Into yeah. a jello pool. Yeah, you don't with, get hurt. Like I hope that you fear for your life, but then you don't get hurt. Yeah. So you're like scared, <laughs> but then you're, you're okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't want you to be like just permanently maimed. Really just I. I don't yeah. want. I don't want you to forget the experience. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. 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 Right. 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 Exactly. I want it to be traumatic enough to where you you think twice about speaking don't ill of us publicly. Don't you mess with us. Yeah. <laughs> So anyways, so. Uh, thanks so much for listening. <laughs> <laughs> this is Inside the Tauntaun of Star Wars podcast. I'm it a, is. We're, not even, is. We're, we're not sure at this we're point. We're not. We've been not Star no. Wars for like seven episodes now, but we'll be back. It's Don't been worry. 84 years. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. I'm Alyssa Simmons. I'm Daniel Dawson. I'm Dino Nicandros. May the force be with you. Always. I love you 3000. 